This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents Will Rogers, recorded in 1935. In this speech, Rogers, an Oklahoman by birth, gives his foresighted opinions on environmental protection and the dust storms of the Midwest. Now, in the first place, I don't think that this argument I've created up there, uh, you know, it's terribly important. The argument that New England has got to settle in order to pacify the rest of America is uh, why were they allowed to land anywhere? That's what we... That's what we ought to know. As a race, there's never been any uh, comparison between a pilgrim and an Indian. My, uh, now, I hope my Cherokee blood is not making me prejudiced. I want, I want to be broad-minded. But I'm sure that it was only the extreme generosity of the Indians that allowed the pilgrims to land. Suppose we reverse the case. Uh, you reckon the pilgrims would ever let the Indians land? Yeah, what a chance. <laughs> what a chance. <laughs> The pilgrims wouldn't even allow the Indians to live after the Indians went to the trouble of letting them land. Well, anyhow, the Provincetown officials, they sent me a lot of official data that when the pilgrims landed, they found some corn that the Indians had stored and that the pilgrims were about starved and that they eat the uh, Indians' corn. And they claimed that the corn was stored at Provincetown. Uh, sold, and you see, the minute the pilgrims landed, they got full of the corn and then they shot the Indians, and uh, perhaps because they hadn't stored more corn. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, of course, <laughs> but, but they'd always pray. That's one thing about a pilgrim. He would pray, mostly for more Indian corn. But, uh, uh you <laughs> You've never in your life seen a picture, I bet any one of you, you've never seen a picture of one of these old pilgrims praying when he didn't have a gun right by the side of him. You know what I mean? That was to see that he got what he was praying for. Uh, well, well, now we've got to get on something important here. California has been crowing around about having no dust or no storms, but the last day or so has been mighty cloudy. And it looked just like it did when I was back in the Middle West a week or so ago. It looks like it's going to rain, but it don't. They say that the dust is headed west. California's great pass laws. <laughs> the legislature is, and they're just liable to pass a law prohibiting the dust to come into this day. We have a legislature that'll do it if you just remind them of it, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been reading a lot about this dust, and I've been reading a lot in history, and, 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 Ro, and Rob Wagner's script, it's got a story about it, was good, and all these, and that's how every civilization since time began in the whole world has, has been covered up. It's been this dust. It's, very, it's a terrible thing to happen to those people that are out there in the Middle West where it is happening. But, on the other hand, it's a great tribute to feel that the Lord feels that you have a civilization that is so advanced in the rest of civilization that it is the first place to be buried under. I mean, you know, there's, there's something in that, you know what I mean? Just think of our Middle West. Uh, uh, 
I, I didn't think at first that uh, we was that smart in Oklahoma and Kansas and Texas and Western Colorado, Eastern Colorado, but our Almighty, He must know. Uh, now that it would ever cover up California for the same reason, I got my doubts. So, uh, uh, civilization out here has not reached that point of perfection where where the Lord sees fit to cover it up. He he might see fit to cover it up, but not on account of civilization. It'll be to keep somebody from looking at it or something. My wife and uh, daughter has just returned from a trip down in Egypt, and they went way up the Nile, flew up the Nile, and went in, the, in at Luxor, and this went way down, she told me, hundreds of feet down in underground that had been covered by the dust and storms of centuries and centuries to see old King Tuts and Ramesses and the old Pharaoh's tomb. Great, that was a great civilization, see, buried in the glowing sand, see. A any old civilization they've ever dug up to... Uh, Sometime they go down and find two or three layers of civilization on them. All been covered up because they plowed underground that they shouldn't never plowed under in the first place, you know. And they cut down a tree that never should have been cut down anyhow. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we're always talking about pioneers and what great folks the old pioneers were. Well, I, I think if we just stop and look history in the face. A pioneer wasn't the thing in the world but a guy that wanted something for nothing. That's about all. You know. And he he was a guy that wanted to live off of everything that nature had done. He wanted to cut a tree down that didn't cost him anything, but he never did plant one, you know. He wanted to plow up land that should have been left to the grass. We're we're just not uh, I don't know, we we're just now learning. You know that we can uh, we can rob from nature the same as we can rob from an individual. All he had was an axe and a plow and a gun, and he just went out and lived off nature. But it really, uh, he thought it was nature he's living off of, but it was really future generations that he was living off of, you know? Now, Roosevelt, you remember, here a couple of years ago, do you all remember this? Roosevelt suggested planting millions of trees in all the dry regions, you know, he said, ever so many miles we'll put a row of trees clear across the country. Well, the Republicans had one of the best laughs they've had since 1928 when they read that. He says, imagine the government going into the tree planting business. What a nut idea. And it was nut. It was so nutty that it'll be about 10 or 15 years before they'll be compelled to do it. That's how nutty it was, see? Uh, remember another one of his ideas, when he took the young boys off the roads and off the streets and put them in the CCC camp and had them all planting some little trees. And the press had big laugh. They had a big laugh. I remember reading in the paper, you know, they called them sapling planters. He says they... Look at these young kids. They got them all planting saplings around. Well, if the sapling planters had started in about the time the Republicans took over the government from Grover Cleveland, we'd today be able to see the sun. Uh, but now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, you Democrats. It wasn't all Republicans that did this. The old Democrat had an axe, too. You know what I mean. In fact, that's all the Democrat has had for years was an axe. He ain't had nothing else. He's, he's practically had to live off of an axe. <laughs> he had nothing else, you know, but, of course, until here lately, he's traded his axe for a post office, you know. And uh, he's got that now. <laughs> he's living off the post office now. But, 
But I must get back from these political parties and get back to civilization, for there's nothing in common between politics and civilization. Ain't that? Uh, ain't nothing but common between those two at all. If, as history has shown, the Lord does bury each succeeding civilization and buries them in accordance to the advancement of the people in that neighborhood, I feel proud that I come from that particular Middle West belt. I know, and I know that William Allen White of Kansas feels proud, and Eamon Carter of Texas feels proud. If a civilization had to be buried as it becomes advanced enough, well, we feel proud that we're the ones to be plowed under first, after all. In years to come, the archaeologists, uh, once I got that right, I'll say archaeologists. <laughs> Uh, that word, right? uh, the archaeologists will dig and find Claremore, Oklahoma, and people will come there to the ruins and dig down and say, here lied a civilization, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 well, then later on, they'll unearth the state capital, uh, you know, and then eventually as Washington is covered up, on account of its being the least civilized, it'll be the last place covered up. <laughs> They will uh, excavate in, uh, in there and find the old capital and decipher some of the old hieroglyphics, uh, you know, that people of those days humorously call laws, you know, they let feel all them, and they'll, uh, they'll come from the four corners, I bet they come from all over the whole country, four corners of the earth, to see what queer race lived there, you know, and they'll find places called banks where the money changers were, you know. <laughs> men who in those ancient days, men who in those ancient days lived by interest alone. Oh, there ain't no telling to what all they want. Oh, wait a minute here, here. There ain't no telling. Oh, uh, I just got started telling you what all they're going to dig up in Washington. But, uh, oh, goodbye. Good luck to you. Thank you. This has been Harper Audio. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.